0: Is that better
1: yeah probably
0: if you, you hear it because i'm just playing with the. i
1: mean i oh you're just doing the junction box
0: uh, yeah whatever uh, could, for the headphones see i forgot how smart you are the junction box like i know what that is i grew up in a typewriter store i have no idea what any of this is <laughs> i'm a mess man ah so, well it's good to see you sweetie it's so good to see you <laughs> i'm so excited it's been so long are we rolling josh All right, let's just figure it out. Everyone complains about the sound, so I'm just going to say I apologize in advance for (laughs) the sound.
1: The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates.
0: It's so bad, it's funny. We're making money at the comedy store, and still nothing works. It's—I don't know if it's the ghost. Uh, maybe Mitzi.
1: It's definitely the ghost of Mitzi. Yeah, something no is doubt happening. About it whatsoever.
0: I—I uh, uh, I hear nothing. I mean, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Like I. I so frustrated with everything, and I'm glad.
1: So, what do you how do what do you want to do? You want this to be about Mitzi? wait, wait,
0: hold on. No, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to introduce you properly. Wow! But first, I have to explain that Rick Ingram, my co-host, who's very funny and would do a, a killer Argus impression and would freak you out like you wouldn't believe. Uh, <laughs> he had car trouble, so he is not here tonight. But we're still going to do it because I'm obsessed with you, and I'm so happy that you came in here. Oh, well, thank you and so much. And this is the great Mike Becker. <laughs>
1: thank you. He,
0: you're not a stand-up comic? No.
1: So no, tell us ba- I th- barely stand up as a matter of fact, <laughs> like <anymore. laughs>
0: my heart don't say that no it's true you're amazing you're <laughs> kicking it, you're kicking its ass, if you will well i uh kicking I, your own ass, yeah,
1: kicking my ass. I, <laughs> I fell on my ass many, many times,
0: but you get back up, and that's the most important thing, yeah, I guess, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm because, like I mean technically, you were my boss, and like I was telling Rick and a few other people like. You're as close to interviewing Mitzi <laughs> as we could ever get on this well, podcast yeah. without having Mitzi possibly come through tonight just to get pissed off and because I know she's haunting this place. So I'm right? Not haunting, Mitzi. yeah. Oh. I don't know, <laughs> Eleanor. Come on, let's go. No sleeping with the comics, Eleanor. Yeah, okay. don't. What are you doing? <laughs> Dice is a bad choice.
1: That that was the thing I dreaded the most. Oh, and you would hear it bellowing. Come here. Mike, what happened to that guy? You (laughs) know, that guy. And no information. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) that one, that guy. You were supposed to get him. (laughs) Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll. I'll uh, what I'll kind get of
0: him? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you don't know how to. Like, the closest I can tell people, if they ever watched, um, and I know it's like a, a chick flick kind of thing, but The Devil Wears Prada. Sure.
1: Meryl Streep's character. That's what I tell everybody. Perfect. I tell, actually. I am writing a book. Okay. Uh, with uh, a woman by the name of Lori Jacobson, who was a, a waitress here in the eighties. Wow! And then she went on to be a, a writer, and she wrote. Um, she writes nonfiction Hollywood books. Okay. And um, so we hooked up together a few years ago and decided to write this book. And the and the log line, the hook of the book is Devil, Devil Meets Prada, Devil Wears Prada meets Meeks. Almost Famous. Ooh. So in other words, I'm that guy, that kid from Almost Famous that yeah, walked sure. into the comedy store in nineteen eighty one. Wow. And then I became Mitzi's, like personal assistant and all that stuff. And uh had to deal and had to translate Mitzi isms for the rest of the world. Unbelievable. So I was a translator. It was almost like the UN. <laughs> it's really That's exactly was. right. It I, <laughs> really mean, was. I mean I mean I, I sent you the thing. I have she, oh yeah. She had yeah. like um I call you know, they're Mitziisms. Absolutely. They're things that she would she would mix metaphors and and uh, uh, phrases and statements. So she would say like uh oh uh he's got me over the eight ball. <laughs> or uh you know, uh, it's just it's just the wind of my head.
0: What did that mean? I have
1: no idea. You have
0: no I- so. How would you translate that?
1: Well, that I mean, I knew what she meant. And I don't. So, but a lot of times she would, you know, she used to. She loved. She loved to write memos. And, yes. And yes. she would loved to write on her little pink pad. She had a mm-hmm. little pink pad, and at the top it said "From Mitzi," and she was the biggest proponent of ellipses. I don't know if you know what that is. Ellipses is dot, dot, dot.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which
1: she would go, dot, dot, dot. (sighs) So it would be, okay, Mike, I want you to take this letter, okay? All right. And, okay, so the comedy store, dot, 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 (laughs) is about to present dot, dot, dot.
0: Oh. (laughs) And she actually,
1: she wrote, I, she dictated a letter. It was a Mitzi letter. It made almost no sense. Okay. You know, half the time. And it was when the House of Blues was first being built. Oh, yeah. The one they just knocked down. Yes. So it was 25 years ago. and uh, They
0: gave her her view back for her yeah. memorial.
1: Yeah. But she, um, she was pissed off that they were building, that they were having oh, yeah. a... uh, An entertainment venue, and that they were going to take our parking. So they had meetings at the uh, council, West City, West Hollywood council meetings, and people were allowed to go and speak. And so she, of course, forced me to go two or three times. And she wrote this letter. You know, she dictated this letter to me. In the letter, with all the dot dot dots, (laughs) where it, it said that she didn't want. She didn't think it was fair if the House of Blues presented comedians. Oh. And I was like, okay, but I don't think you can stop somebody from doing, you know, oh, just put it in there. Okay. And then you sign your name. (gasps) I'm like, "Uh, oh. Wait a minute. (laughs) So I signed my name to the dot, dot, dot letter. I send it off to the city of West Hollywood. And then the next week or whatever, I go to the uh, to the council meeting. There's like 50 people in the audience, all pissed off West Hollywood people that think that they're gonna their neighborhood's gonna turn into a, you know a whorehouse. And Dan Aykroyd and Isaac Tigrett, who was the guy, they were the owners yeah. of that yeah, House yeah. of Blues at that time. He was uh, Tigrett was the guy who actually invented the um, h- uh, Hard Rock Cafe,
0: right? And no, I know that
1: name. Yeah, I think he's dead now. But um, <laughs> Sorry. so they're there. Aykroyd is there, like
0: being, being Mr. Movie Star, be- yeah, 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 and
1: assuring everybody. You know, he speaks for a few minutes, assures everybody it's everything's going to be okay. And he thought it was going to be like, well, they're they're going to be enamored with me because of I'm Why not a they be? big movie star. And they started yelling at him, and <laughs> It was great. I loved it. I loved that. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not. You're going to ruin the fucking neighborhood. And, it was, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? Whoa. Do you know who I am? I'm Dan Aykroyd. You know? Yeah. So anyway, so then they call my name. And I came with Mitzi. So she goes, okay, Mike, go up. Go up and tell yeah. them. They're going to they're gonna ruin our parking and stuff. So I go up to the front, and this is the city of West Hollywood, so I'm not not being homophobic or anything when I do this impression, okay?
0: Go for it, because I was in that By any
1: stretch of the homogenation. Because, so, it's all these guys who have kind of an attitude. Yeah. And... So I go up and, they, and I have my three minutes or whatever to speak. And I say, hi, I'm representing the comedy store. And we'd think that, uh, you know, we would hope that the House of Blues would find their own parking and blah, 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 Thank you very much. And I turn around to go back to my seat. And the guy says, Mr. Becker. And I was like, uh, yeah. And it, we're not done with you. And I was okay. Kate? So I, I go back up to the podium, and the guy pulls picks up the letter and says, Did you send this letter
0: <gasps> to dot, the dot. City
1: of West Hollywood council members? <laughs> the dot, dot, dot letter. Oh, yeah. And I was, oh, Shit. fuck. <laughs> so he, it was like, you know, so you, you said that you don't think that they should do comedy and... I was like, well, I don't, you know, they, and I mean, Mitzi's there, so what am I gonna say? I mean, yeah. you know, I'm in between, and I don't even wanna be there. I don't really give a shit. Sure. You know what I mean, but I'm now all of a sudden representing the comedy store, and I have my boss sitting down behind me, yelling things <laughs> yeah, yeah. to say. So, I, and, and I just, I did. I don't know if you remember Jackie Gleason, but he used to do it. It was like, hum-na, na and that's oh, what yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. I did the ham, na ham, na ham, na na <laughs> I don't know. And all of a sudden, in the back, I hear... <laughs> And it was Mitzi laughing her <gasps> ass off. Of course, because she loved to see people sweat.
0: Definitely, she loved to set people up, yeah. like set up to fail. Yeah. she loved to fuck with people. Yeah, it was my one of my favorite things that she would do. Yeah, which it was weird because it's like this fucking old lady's picking, like fucking with people. It's great.
1: No, she 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 would yeah turn. That was people her sense of humor and yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and I mean she she. She would say it, uh, point blank. Uh, you know, she used to love to make me run. Literally run. Really? Yeah. Like, go, go get that thing now. <laughs> and, sh- and she'd say, I love it when you run your fat ass over to <laughs> over to your office. Oh, thanks, Missy. I'm, First of all, I have to say something. Yes. Just because it's true. Uh-oh. I have to make a disclaimer.
0: Oh, we already have
1: one. Well, not just that. I love <laughs> Mitzi. Okay? Yes. Okay? It was a part of Mitzi that was fascinating, entertaining, and it was something that, you know, I really enjoyed. Then there was another side of Mitzi that I wanted to put a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger.
0: Absolutely.
1: Because she would just drive you out of your fucking mind sometimes, and... You know, I'd have to explain to the plumber and the carpenter and the architect and all those guys why they're they're not paying – she's not going to pay her their bill because she didn't like the color of a piece of tile somewhere <laughs> after the thing was completely done. <laughs> you know? I'd have to, well, Mitzi thinks that well, – but we finished it. She signed the contract. Yeah. Well, but you see, she thinks that because of – <laughs> there's so many things.
0: One Trust time- me, I had to do a million of those. Except okay. for you had all those people were separate. When I started dealing with her, all those people were just this guy Juan Carlos. Oh, so okay. Juan Carlos would walk in and he'd be like, basically just got electrocuted on the roof. So he'd be, you know, his hair would be standing up and he's, you know, <laughs> turning colors. And he'd be like, the problem is Miss Mitzi, and then she'd be like, get out of here, like just yelling. <laughs> And I'd be like, but, but but Mitzi Juan Carlos isn't really an electrician. She's said oh, do it. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? I know. Right now?
1: She used to. I was telling one of the guys when I came in here tonight, outside, about uh, Miguel the. Uh, oh yeah, Miguel the handyman. And it was, so, <laughs> I felt so sorry for the guy because he didn't speak a whole lot of English, but he understood English pretty much. And so she would just make it. He was well, he about probably four foot two. Just
0: nod too. Yeah, because he was part of like Santos, and I think he brought Santos on. I forget. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, Santos was this older Mexican guy yeah. who didn't speak much English, but he would always oh mummy. <laughs> I'd be like Santos, inappropriate, inappropriate. <laughs> he had 18 kids. God love him. <laughs> and not, none of them with the same woman.
1: None. Well, Missy would make me do thing. It, 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 she would ask you to do things that were absolutely yes. impossible that made no sense to anyone in the real world. But in Mitzi's world, it was completely... Sure. She had me once, and uh, God's truth, she bought a, a theater, okay? She yeah, bought the a theater at the a Hollywood theater. playhouse right on uh, on um, what the hell is the street? That little... In Hollywood, Yeah, anyway. not,
0: not Sycamore, but... Uh, no, uh, Las uh, Palmas. Yes, that's it. On Las okay. Palmas.
1: And it, and it didn't... Have any parking? Okay, but (laughs) which is perfect anyway. (laughs) That's a whole other story. I could do a whole other thing on that. Oh yeah, but but, um, in the back of this place was a courtyard, and people at one time, whoever owned it at one time, had like it was a place where people could go maybe have a drink before the play.
0: Right. Oh yeah. It was an
1: open air thing with these giant avocado trees that would drop avocados on people's heads. <laughs> so there was another factor of like, why? why
0: but it's is she, L.A., so well, you know, it's kind of cool. You're maybe. Like, oh, it's an avocado. she
1: actually, with a straight face, wanted me, she wanted to call it the monkey bar w- before there was a monkey bar, right? <laughs> but she wanted to call it the monkey bar. She wanted me to find out about getting live monkeys. Yep. Yeah. Have them live in the avocado tree. Mm-hmm. Actually, live there like that's their habitat.
0: Completely and, rational mind. And
1: she thought it would be funny if maybe they shit on people's heads. <laughs> and you know, and and when she tells you that stuff, it was like, yeah, okay, uh, uh, but she, she was serious? not smiling. Yeah, yeah. She was a hundred percent serious on it. And so, but this is like 1992 or something, so this is before the internet. <laughs> so I had to go. I had to call Animal Welfare and the Wildlife Waste Station and all these places. And I had to get documents from the library, you know, back in the day and prove to her that oh my you can't God. put live monkeys in the <laughs> trees above where people are eating. I mean... Anybody in the entire world would know you can't do
0: that. Of course, but but she not Mitzi's world. It's like, no.
1: Don't they understand? It's like,
0: it would be funny. (laughs) Don't they see it? (laughs) Do you remember Uh, the monkey furs? God,
1: it was unbelievable. Do you you
0: remember her monkey furs?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, She had a chimpanzee coat.
0: Oh, Jesus. I didn't know that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. As a matter
1: of fact, one night we had had a a benefit for the wildlife waste station. (laughs) I swear Shut to God, up. in the main room. And it was like on a I Wednesday. Can't. It was off, an off night. And uh, so the Wildlife Way Station brought these really cool animals. They brought like <laughs> baby tigers or ba- I think they were baby lions. And they brought a real tiger and they brought a chimpanzee. <laughs> and so they had the, the, they- <laughs> the baby lions were backstage in did the main Mitzi- room.
0: Did Mitzi skin the chimpanzee there that night to make a coat? No, It was but- better. Okay, good. Let's see.
1: <laughs> so, she, so you know, she came late, and the animals, were. some of them were backstage. Like the tiger, they took away, because I don't think she would even want to get near the tiger. Right. And the baby lions, you couldn't touch, because they said they're more dangerous than a grown lion, because yes. they don't know their own strength and stuff. But the chimp was in the back. I don't know if it even exists anymore, because I haven't been back there. But behind the main room, she built a bar Okay. Yes, back there, yes. Right? So we had... The chimp was sitting on the bar, <laughs> and she goes to the wildlife Way station benefit, wearing her chimpanzee, l- real chimpanzee coat. Oh! Walks back to the place, you know, to the back bar. Sees the chimp and goes, "Oh, here's your mother!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> and everybody went,
1: "Oh my god!" <laughs>
0: No one understands no. Mitzi's sense of humor. Mitzi
1: was so inappropriate. It was inappropriately hilarious.
0: funny. It was uncomfortable. Oh, I got to tell you. I got to tell oh, you. Please, one. there was. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> I got to tell you this. Martin
1: <laughs> Lawrence was doing. Martin Lawrence. Martin yes. Lawrence was doing a uh, a showcase, uh, or I think they were taping him for for one of his albums or something. Okay. This is in the early '90s, but it was just big, and probably you so crazy. I, I, I don't know. Okay. And. Uh,
0: he? I was engaged to his agent. That's her, like Oh, Bill yeah. Branca. Of yeah, course, yeah. of course. My first ex fiance. Triad. Oh yeah. Who's what, was what's he tri- with Triad? No, he was he had his own Branca agency. Oh, okay. Yeah, then he oh, thought... then he merged with William Morris. Oh, okay. And that was it. Yeah, he didn't have his own but maybe that was Martin's uh agents or something? Because maybe. Billy was his he I was his know. PA guy, personal appearance.
1: Actually I think it was Jim Burkus. Who now is the head of UTA? But anyway, oh,
0: he probably has him now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Billy hasn't been in the picture since uh, late '90s.
1: Yeah, well, it was a it was a show. It was it was him doing a, a you know a, something a, a one man show in oh, the wow. main room, and it was being recorded. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so the whole audience was African American people.
0: Okay. Already, I'm nervous because of the way you said that, but yeah. yes.
1: So, Mitzi, <laughs> Mitzi comes in, you know, makes her entrance and everything, and I'm and she calls me. She sits down at one of the bench seats. She doesn't go to her booth. Because Which is she normal. had Yeah, because she had, there was people, customers sitting in the booth. She had the whole, the whole place, it was sold out. It was completely yeah. packed. So, she had me sit on the bench by the back door. You know, right. the bench there.
0: To the hallway there. To the hallway,
1: right, right by the hallway. She, Yeah, because she came down the hallway and she, you know, Just, gestured me over. <laughs> and I sat down next to her. Now, we're sitting in a room full of African-American people. Yep. And Mitzi says to me, did you hear about, I think it was Miguel or Carlos, So some guy that was working for us. And I can't say what she said, but it was... <laughs> She said, did you hear that he got mugged? I said, no, that's terrible. Yeah, it was the N people.
0: <laughs> oh, my she God. Said it she was, usually said, she said it was
1: street It was street ends.
0: Oh, my and God. I'm,
1: and I'm sitting, we're in the middle of <sighs> 400 black people.
0: And oh, my God. I was like,
1: oh, okay, Mitzi, maybe maybe you should, you know, not use that word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sweating. I'm like, oh, my
0: God. Think what I've did she ever... just do? Why did she bring me into these things? I think she wanted to see you uncomfortable. I don't think Probably. I ever heard her no, s- no, use she that it. word. She always said Schwarzies. Yeah, Schwarzies. Schwarzies was is her favorite. Schwarzies. Yeah, because yeah.
1: it means black. Black, yeah. But, um, yeah, she used that a lot. But no, she actually said, wow. and I think it was, I, I don't think it was because she meant to be prejudiced. No, no. I think it was because she heard somebody use it, some comic or a, probably right. a black comic right? use it. And so she, she thought like, oh, it was, street. it's a hip, it's a hip thing to say, <laughs> you know, street blah blahs. Yeah. And so she said it, but it was like, oh my God. And I said, Missy, maybe we should go. Yeah, yeah. Talk, you have to I, I whisper really that one.
0: You. <laughs> that's the one you have to whisper. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Oh,
1: God. she did that stuff to me all the time.
0: you just you It's almost like uh, uh, an adolescent child that just says, "There's no filter." No, no and that's filter whatsoever. How she spoke, none, constantly. No filter. I always tell this story. One time, me and Freddie Soto were at her house having lunch. I think it was lunch, and. uh some just hanging out, like sitting at her table, that dining room table, and you could see into the pool. Right. Uh, and so she was, there was this Mexican guy who probably just re-roofed her house, and he took a break, and you saw him smoking a cigarette, and he put his foot on the wall and just leaned back, you know, calmly, no big deal, smoking a cigarette. And she just looked at him, and she was like, the Mexicans are getting uppity like the blacks in the 60s. <laughs> And God. me and Freddie almost died. Freddie is full breed Mexican, <laughs> yeah, of and he goes, "Mitz, I can hear you." <laughs> she goes, "Oh, you know what I mean." <laughs> oh, I know. But I mean, we were, we were crying like she would do shit like that. Yeah. We were like, "Oh," and my you never God. know if she's doing it with a to wink fuck with you, yeah, yeah or
1: with, or she actually because she never that way.
0: broke. She never broke no. like to wink like,
1: "Hey, I'm just no, joking." No, no, no. No. she didn't give a shit. I have a feeling it was a mixture because she came from that era. You yes. know, I mean she came from the Jim Crow era of the south when her husband Sammy would would travel in sure. a station wagon with the kids in the back mm-hmm. and they would he was an itinerant comedian, you yeah. know, stand up, and they would go all around the country. And so she came from that kind of, you know, Jim Crow, kinda, yeah. Yeah. you know, 50s
0: I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think it was half and half. I think sometimes she said things to be outrageous, and I think something. sometimes she said things because she.
0: Just you know. to see what she can get out of people. Like, I know she used to. Not to bring up Freddie again, but I think it was your birthday, <laughs> and um, they bought you cake or something. And <laughs> Mitzi was, was like, oh, come get cake. You know how she. Everybody get the cake. Oh, come on. And then she.
1: See, the, the trick to doing Mitzi is. It's a Wisconsin oh. accent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's almost like Fargo, you know.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Every time I watch Fargo, I think of her. Yeah, like, there okay. she is. <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. But so she's giving out the cake to everybody, and I. I just walked by I didn't go in but Freddie because I think I was going up to the town coordinator maybe it was Scott Day at that Probably, point yeah so I went up I was just going upstairs to bring up paperwork and I Freddie went in he's like hey can I get some cake and she goes everybody can have cake except Freddie's fat <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Freddie was like ah uh, what? I'm not the only one. Like, oh yeah, mad. No, so she,
1: she was.
0: So she could she could it. just cut you down, yeah. but like, I, I again, like she never broke. And then Freddie really didn't have cake. And she was yeah. upset. Yeah. It was like I was I like, know. Freddie, we'll go get cake later. Let's just fucking get through the day. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? Know. You got you got Aaron to run because he was the runner. I think at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Freddie was the runner at one time.
0: Yeah, it was great.
1: So was Carlos Mencia.
0: I, now, see, I don't remember Carlos being the runner when. Yeah,
1: when he was Ned. Yeah. When he was Ned Holness.
0: Were you there for that name change? Like, yes. Mitzi gave it him the It was totally name. Mitzi, right? Yeah.
1: She made it up. It doesn't mean anything. Mencia, I, maybe she heard it somewhere or something, but. She just she liked made the ring up. of it. Yeah, there was one day when she told him, same thing with Harry Basil.
0: Oh, she gave Harry Basil? No, no, no. Harry oh. Basil's his real I was like, name. Wait, but what, what I
1: was going to say is one day, Harry was the runner.
0: Oh, right. And one
1: day she would just tell them, you're not the runner anymore. I'm going to give you spots. And you're now you're officially a comedian.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Cool I, I
0: mean, I would think of the door guys, but.
1: No. She, with the, with I guess the runners, Carlos, too. Yeah. Carlos became, like, that's how.
0: He moved know, up. He moved yeah, up. Yeah, yeah.
1: From being the runner to being, just, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, he would get. Tuesday at 1 a.m. spots, but Course. still.
0: That's how I became friends with him. He was one of my first friends here.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah.
0: It's Not really anymore, but he was. Well, <laughs> I
1: liked him when he was Ned. I mean, he was a great kid. He really yeah. was. He was a very friendly Hard-working. kid. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't want to say that.
0: No, you but, can. It's okay. We have a disclaimer. One. Well, Two.
1: But I don't want to, you know, I yeah, mean, if he's listening, I don't like to say
0: something. No, I completely understand. Yeah. But here's, here's my uh, thing with... Ned or Carlos whatever you want to call him uh, I didn't really have any issues until I, I knew what he was doing I remember Ma- uh, Mooney used to fight with him yeah. I can remember Bobby Luddington throwing a bottle at him <laughs> saying if you do that <laughs> joke again a gun too. <laughs> yeah if you do that joke again I'm gonna kill you like yeah. so I I knew what was going on yeah. that there was lifting happening but yeah. when I got close with Freddie Soto, was when it really was like, oh, fuck, this hurts. Because he yeah. he was killing Freddy, technically. Yeah. In the beginning, like, because yeah. Freddy couldn't write fast enough to keep up <laughs> to keep with him it.
1: him from stealing it, yeah. Well,
0: we no, they would be on the road together. And unfortunately, oh. it was like...
1: He would do the joke first he, before know, Freddy came up.
0: He would tell Freddy, you can't do this bit, this bit, and this bit. I'm doing it. <sighs> so Freddy would have to come up with other shit. But if you were on the road with them, you knew that happened. So Freddie would call me, and I, I sometimes I'd give him Ronnie Kenny jokes. Like I'm like, dude, just try it. He's like, dude, I'm not an old white man. I'm like, well, what the fuck are you gonna do? How are you gonna come up with eight minutes to do the Riviera tonight? You know? So- I sold
1: Ronnie Kenny a joke once. For- <laughs> For fifty bucks, I love it. And he never used it because it really didn't fit him, but I think he just bought it because he felt sorry for one me. One of my
0: favorite people, by the way. Really oh yeah, Kenny. I
1: always wonder what happened to. Him. I, mean, I, I
0: still see him once in a blue oh, moon. He comes to uh, uh, like Dice's house for parties and stuff. Him and Dice oh, are real we, close. They, they're oh, obsessed was,
1: with one another. Uh, really, one of the nicest guys.
0: One of the nicest. There's a handful of those and guys. He was you know? Funny funny he yeah to make me laugh hard like a grandpa making you laugh hard yeah uh I but like
1: jimmy brogan and those guys oh yeah they, jimmy they're, brogan they're so nice you so you like wonder how do they wind up here
0: i know i gotta get brogan on because i love him oh I've, yeah I've, yeah i haven't had i haven't had ronnie on either oh, i don't think so i should no. get him too yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. it's just definitely. hard because the older guys they're like yeah yeah well not this week you know uh, you know and then mm. they're like they move away Like Dave Tyree is moving to Palm Springs, so, and he's like, I don't want to go on, honey, and I'm like, Dave, you have so much to say. Like he's one of my favorite. He goes, he's funny. That's what he said. He said, like, because he's thinking it's performing, and I'm like, it's not performing. You're just talking, telling stories, and I know he holds court somewhere, telling stories. Of course, it's Dave Tyree. He's one of the best. Yeah. But yeah, so so then my issue became, all that happened, right? with Freddie and Carlos, and then right. Freddie never turned on him. Freddie never spoke up. Okay. Freddie was he, the sweetheart. Exactly. Like Mitzi would sweetheart. say, he's got the heart of a woman. <laughs> so I was like, Mitzi, did you just call him a gay? All right, anyway. But he married a
1: beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah,
0: Princess Corey. Yeah. And so, uh, but but here's the thing, like, Fred, um, he never turned on him, he never said a word, he, and, and even if I would say, Freddie, you gotta stick up for yourself, he would go, no, no, that's not how it works, I'll just mm. write faster, I'll just write, fine, great, he understood, this guy's employing him, He's on the road with him, right? So then Freddie passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. And then he got on stage, Carlos, at the improv and shit on him. What? Yeah. I didn't hear this. Yeah, it was awful. And I, I, I You're was. You're kidding. It like, took, what? It took a How lot did of people. How he possibly do that? He, he just was saying, you know, he's fucked up. He did drugs. That's why he died. You know, if he wasn't a drug addict, Ugh. he wouldn't have died. Uh, too much coke or whatever he said. But it funny. was. It was devastating, and I wasn't in town. I believe I was in El Paso with Freddie's family burying him oh, and God. and w- when i when they told me what happened and uh there were, it was multiple people that told me, and I was just like I flipped out and i I wanted to kill him like i but people were like, just let it go, just let it go, and then I didn't see him for years, and then I did a podcast where I said something along those lines about what he did and he wrote me an email saying uh he's so disappointed with someone like me turning on him i was so nice and all those smiles were probably fake and i and i just i ripped him an asshole that i would have torn his heart i i wanted to tear his chest apart like and rip his heart and beat him with it physically but i wrote it and did it and he never wrote back again
1: well, when he became that, that persona of Carlos Mencia, you know, my, one of my favorite things he used to do on stage, <laughs> it was, you know, he would say, you know, some people call me a genius, but I don't know. <laughs> 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 he was like serious. <laughs> I was
0: like, no. I don't no. know. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I Yeah, whatever with him. I'm not. But he's, he was so full of himself. He
1: is yeah, so full yeah. of himself. It, turned, there's some, it, it, it happens to, to a lot of them. I don't wish him them.
0: bad. I just, it, it, that hurt me. And I physically, oh, yeah. yeah, I physically wanted to do something. And everybody was like, don't. So, yeah. and then when We're he wrote that it. email, I was like, oh, wow. here's an opportunity that I can write it. I didn't threaten. I didn't do anything yeah. like that. I just wrote
1: Was this before facts? Joe Rogan? After. Oh, really?
0: After. Because it was, I guess, he was dealing the heat of Joe. And then I was on Burt Kreischer's podcast, and that's where we were talking about it, because Burt is a big Freddie Soto fan. Mm. And he um, was, like, just saying how great this bit was. And, you know, Freddie was my best friend, so.
1: I love Freddie. Yeah. Everybody loved Freddie. Wasn't
0: he the greatest? He was a great
1: guy. I was so sad when I heard that, because he... I was already gone from here, I think.
0: Yeah, it was 2005. Yeah. Him and, and was... Richard died in the same year, Richard Pryor. Yeah. And Freddie was his limo driver. Mitzi got him that job.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God.
0: I mean, No, let me ask you a weird, this is a weird question, but I yeah. can't remember if it's you or somebody in your, that camp during this time, but when, you were here while they were still striking, correct?
1: Actually, I came just afterwards.
0: But did you did you get blamed for running somebody over in the parking lot, or no. was that Ollie Joe?
1: That was probably Ollie Joe. <laughs> I'm not
0: because it was somebody driving Mitzi in.
1: No, it might have been Lou Deck. Do you uh, remember Lou Deck? Yeah, Lou. We
0: had Lou Deck on. Okay, it might P- have been people love that podcast because they love Lou because he would tell all these crazy stories about uh, touring and stuff. With
1: I mean, <laughs> uh, Paulie, yeah, peeing off the top of the building, <laughs> <laughs> onto the protesters. Oh yeah, peed on Jay Leno's head.
0: I remember that. Uh, I mean, I remember that story. I think we had Polly tell it, too. Yeah. But so, somebody got run over in the front of the parking lot, or hit, because they sped in, and yeah. whatever. And no, then... I
1: was in... I came in 81.
0: So, at that point, the...
1: the, the, the It was already over. All over. Yeah, it okay. was over by 80, I believe.
0: And now what comics were you... Were here when, like, that year? Because that's, that's a giant year for this store.
1: Well prior had just started coming back it was it was like that was the big thing when I first started they were lines down all the way down to pink dot wow. all the way down you know to Doheny
0: Jesus and
1: it was amazing and you know people were, were offering cocaine to every <sighs> doorman and every you know waitress so, get me a seat get me a seat because' he <laughs> here you, President every Bush
0: RIP brother <laughs> <laughs>
1: He was here every night, and that was that was the big thing when I very first started. I was scared shitless when I first started. The way I got the job was just I, I was completely out of left field. Yeah,
0: because you're not a comic, so what? No, would bring well, you in what this happened building? was
1: I was a piano player, and oh right. Well, that oh, that's how I got the job. The, the my friend heard. See, I wrote I one of the things I came out to California for was to write songs. Okay. And I wrote a bunch of songs and nothing happened and blah 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 and all that stuff. So my friend Paul Regina, who, God rest his soul, he's gone too. Um oh was an actor out here and he had me come out here and then one night he said you know they got this thing at the at the comedy store which is called a singer's showcase it was up in the belly room oh, okay and he said why don't you go and do a couple of your songs and maybe somebody will be there i said ah, and paul i don't sing i'm not a good singer he said ah come on let's just go so we came in we go up to the belly room uh, of course, you know we just walked in. Nobody stopped, <laughs>
0: is which is amazing. Th- Nineteen eighty one, like, yeah, because so everyone's partying; they're not paying any attention. No, no, Probably, nobody gave a shit. Yeah, it's and Carl LaBoe and Sam Kinison running the door. I think they,
1: yeah, they were just coming in. I mean, I think they were just <laughs> dorming mean. then. They used to li- they used to sleep in their car in the parking lot
0: naturally, and
1: use my bathroom as to, to like <gasps> wash up and stuff back then. But. Um, what was I saying? It was, oh, oh, sorry. So,
0: no. you, Paul Regina, you come in, you go. Oh, yeah, to the belly yeah, yeah. Room. So,
1: I come in mm-hmm. and I, I go up to the belly room and I open the door, and Argus is sitting there. This is the first person I ever met in the you comic store. It was Argus famous. Hamilton. And he's eating his dinner, watching TV. It was his old TV up on the wall. And I, I said, Is this the singer? He said, Yeah, come on in. Why was he
0: on in? Come on in.
1: So, <laughs> I came in, and nobody was in there, and I sat down. He, Argus took his food and left. I sat down at the piano. There was an old piece of shit spinet piano with half the keys missing. And I said, well, maybe I'll just practice stuff. Yeah. So I started playing. And then other like sing- real singers came up and started filling out the room. So I got up and I sat down. And then the back door to Mitzi's office opened up. And she had, I don't know if it still exists, a back door that opened onto the belly room.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: And... I had no idea who she was. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about the Comedy Store. Yeah. And so this little bag lady, yeah, this little bag lady with a with with uh. a with a clipboard, comes over to me. You know, comes over and says, "Who is playing the piano?" <laughs> and I thought I was going to get in trouble. And she said, and she said. This- um, uh, 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 and I said, "Well, it was it was me." I raised my hand, she, and she said, "I'm Nancy Shaw." I said, "Hi, Michael Becker. Hi, nice to meet you." I had no idea who she was, and she said, "You play really good." Oh, okay, well, thank you. That's very nice. I thought, "Oh, well, the homeless people like me." So she walks away. <laughs> we
0: <laughs> she have walks lots away, of that
1: here. And then this lady named Joanne Kohler. That was her. Uh, she was the talent yes. coordinator. And a kind of right hand also. Yes. And she comes running up the steps to the belly room and says, who's Michael Becker? And I said, me? And she said, do you want to play piano here? And I was like, well, I don't know. What does it pay? I was playing piano at Shakey's Pizza Parlors. <laughs> I was making like, 11 like, bucks store, an hour. Shakey's,
0: you got to weigh it well, out. Well, actually,
1: I was making 11 <laughs> bucks an hour oh, wow. and plus yeah. tips. You know, you put a big tip jar up there. And in 1981, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> at Shakey's Pizza. At Shakey's Pizza Parlors. And so she said it was like twenty dollars a night. And I was like, Well, all right, well whatever and I I didn't think she Jesus,
0: I didn't me. know if she did that to the piano players too.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> it was and it was you we were independent contractors, so we had to pay our own taxes and everything. <gasps> which was actually illegal. That's a whole nother
0: story. Oh, it's not we talk about it all the time. Yeah.
1: She had uh, half the people the dormant and all this things she had as independent contractors and twenty
0: five dollars a shift.
1: Yeah, and you and legally it was against the law. Mm. And we used to try and tell her she's going to get caught one of these days, but she didn't give a she shit. She
0: didn't care. She didn't care.
1: You know, and um, because a lot of the a lot of the people that worked for the IRS, so that were when they would come here, they would be like so enamored, you right? Know? Oh, here's Robin Williams, you know, or yeah. you give them free tickets or something. They come, come see and meet Richard Pryor, Pryor. and yeah. it's like yeah, so, Eddie
0: Murphy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they forget
1: about it, but. Um, and so, Joanne actually called me, and I started like the next week playing piano in the belly room, to nobody. Oh uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then eventually. Were they we still
0: know, doing just the girls up there? Or that? Yeah, oh, okay. it was just
1: the girls. Girls of the Comedy Store. Yeah. Cecil Glass and uh, oh my god, It was, um, Gail. What's her name? She went on to Saturday Night Live. Oh, there was a bunch of, bunch of women. Like
0: Carrie that. Snow. That's all I know. Like but it wasn't. Loda, was, already, was Lois here?
1: Lo, Lotus. Lotus Oh, Lotus, Winestock. Lotus
0: Weinstock, yes. Yeah, but yeah, I was thinking was of Lois sweetheart. Bromfield.
1: No, Lois is already making Later? it. Oh, really? I mean, she was already downstairs.
0: Oh, okay. Doing, she already
1: had sets. Lois you know, like was Sandra Bernhardt, funny. those people they are already Bernhardt. doing sets in the OR. Wow Uh, The people in the belly room Were the people Nobody ever heard Still trying to
0: come up Yeah Lotus Weinstock was great I met her In the very beginning And then unfortunately She passed away Of cancer Everybody
1: we know Died What's going on Okay that's
0: weird Me and Harris Pete Used to play By the way He'll be here this weekend I'm very excited about it
1: Oh say hello for me
0: I will Harris Pete and I Used to play uh, Connect the dead comics In the (laughs) headshots. How fucking awful Is that But that's how slow we were Yeah That we would be Connecting The fucking dead
1: <laughs> we talked about when we used to, st- like, when I was at the piano and you were waitressing and oh, I yeah. was at, uh, or uh, a friend of our, Russell, was at the door. The best. We would, Russell Starla. We would have competitions of lip syncing the comics oh, acts yeah. to each other because... A lot. Some of the comics, especially the ones that drank or, uh, you know, yeah, or they had drugs. A
0: set. Yeah, they, they had a set it thing, was and they were
1: on they were on automatic pilot, so Ugh. they do the exact same act every time. And so we can literally lip sync. We knew what the next joke was going to be.
0: <laughs> now a lot. Of, I remember a lot of comics loving your playing so much that hmm. they wanted to take you on the road.
1: Well, I, I worked. There was a couple of guys that. I worked kind of with like Jeff Altman,
0: Jeff Altman, we Kip Dada, to, I remember all yeah, that. We used to do the subtle know. piano playing. Yeah,
1: he's kind be, of cool. He did a bit where uh, Boris Becker has yeah. a big fat booger in his nose, <laughs> and that came out of me playing something one night, and he he said, you know, because my last name is Becker, and then he just said, Boris Becker or Boris Becker, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, no, no, it's my color. Oh, well, <laughs> Boris Becker, Boris Becker has a big fat booger in his nose. <laughs> And I started playing Boris Becker, and we and so every once in a while, he would come on. It was entertaining in the main room, and he would just in the middle of his act, he turned to me and go, "Hit it!" And I would play. Boris Becker has a big fat booger in his nose, and he would do. Boris. <laughs> and the whole audience would go, "What the fuck is that?" But it was like it was fun. It was it was like just the thing between yes, me and him, sure. you know. And it was fun. He was he's was a great guy.
0: Allman was funny, boy. I love yeah. Allman.
1: I used to... See, I, I don't read music, and...
0: Oh, okay. is it just Jeff Scott. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But you guys I, both write.
1: Yeah. Well, I just... I, I taught myself. I don't know how it happened, but um, we always had a piano in my house. So, um, a lot of times, I'd have to go... <laughs> a lot of, Some of the guys had charts and stuff. Oh, Jesus. You know, like the... the That's the, a lot. The... I can't think of that guy's name. There was a couple of guys that had... Um, before they used tapes, right. they actually had charts for the piano player to yeah. play their songs that they would sing, the, the uh, Impressionist guys. And I would have to, like, sneak out from behind the piano, run into the other room, and grab the piano player and go, you got to go to my room now! I can't do this! <laughs> and we would switch.
0: Yeah, because Dice had tapes. Yeah, I, I, he well, yeah still then everybody his... got tapes. Yeah, he, he yeah. came... I forget what year, but I think he's 79. I'm not sure. But he was obsessed with making tapes and and rehearsing. He's the kind of guy that rehearsed his act over and over again. Which is funny because I feel like everyone did that back then. They all had a certain – because if you had an act, then that was it. That's all you needed. Like, you have what to do. Like, Bruce Smirnoff, who we love, he had 20 minutes. But if he had a stretch – he would probably just do that 20 minutes over again. <laughs> like, we don't know. It, like, I, I always tell this joke that we had a manager named Dave George. I don't know if you remember him. He mm. might have been after you before. Every year runs together for me. I have no idea what year it is. or Because I started in 93. Mm. But it's 2018. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. It just keeps going, huh? Yeah. Like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and you started in 81. Yeah. So I don't know if it messaged like that for you. But... Uh, Bruce was on stage and we had no other comics, and they were like, I was like, just let him stretch. And the manager looked at me. He goes, "What's he gonna do? Start over?" <laughs> I was like, Dave, you're such a dick. Well, what are we gonna do? But he was kind of pissy because he was a comic and Mitzi didn't really. Yeah. When you when you come in as a manager and you want to be a comic, you're fucked. Yeah. What is your favorite uh, Mitzi story or moment or? Oh God. I'm sure you have a million.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, I guess I don't know. There was the it was the time I had to bring her dead dog to the uh, to the vets.
0: <gasps> what was the name? To dog's the holistic
1: name? vet, Kelly.
0: Kelly. I, I I was gonna say that, but then I was like, no, that was the Irish. Well, girl. she
1: went out of town, right? She went to Florida, and um, I get a call. It was like a drizzly Thursday morning, and Paulie Shore calls me, and said, "Dude, Kelly's dead." <gasps> And I'm I'm like, well, okay. What do you want? Do something. Okay. So I called. She had me take. The dog was like 16 years old. It was a little tiny, like a Maltese mix thing. And a sweet little dog. The dog had no teeth. I mean, it was so old. And she had me bring it to the holistic vet in North Hollywood. So they would do, um, what do you call it? You know, uh,
0: acupuncture. Uh, acupuncture.
1: And I felt so sorry for this little dog, you know. And the dog was like, let me die. Just let me die. I'm old. And so I called the, the acupuncture people and I said, look, Kelly died. Can I, can, and Mitzi's not here. She won't be back till Sunday. I don't want to tell her because she, there's nothing she can do. I don't want to get her all upset because Kelly was like the, her favorite thing in the world. Oh, yeah.
0: Kelly and was. And so her.
1: I just said, can we put Kelly <laughs> on ice until you know Sunday. shut
0: your mouth no I swear
1: to God and they said yeah oh yeah bring her over <sighs> so I had to bring Kelly I put Kelly Paulie had put Kelly in a plastic bag by the back door I went over I grabbed Kelly in the plastic bag put her in my car and I drove over and they put a uh, they put her in the thing and then Sunday Mitzi came uh, I came home and there was a message on my answering machine and it was Mitzi's saying, Mike, we got get to get get together real early tomorrow. I got a lot of stuff. I said, well, that's weird because I had asked Polly to tell her, you yeah. know. And so then two minutes later is another message, and it's, and she was crying. And she oh. said, Mike, Mitzi, you know, Kelly's dead. And I was like, oh, jeez, Pauly didn't tell her. <laughs> oh,
0: my so, cause God. Because what
1: happened, she called home, and her maid, Linda, said, yeah, she, said she always used to ask, how's Kelly, first. And, of course, Linda probably said, Mitzi, sure. Kelly's dead. <laughs> oh, she dead, <laughs> She's Miss Mitzi. Dead.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Just that so was, blunt. That was I was the I, worst thing. I one time made fun of my uh, a family, my brother's wife's mom, my brother's mother-in-law, I guess. And I said, uh, yeah, I go, she lost her cat and she wants to go to therapy. Isn't that crazy? And Mitzi was like, no. And I was like, oh, shit, because I didn't know about Kelly. Yeah. And then she told me all about Kelly. Yeah. And she started crying. Yeah. And it was yeah. Years later, I'm telling yeah. you, this had to be. Oh, this is yeah. 2003. Yeah. That we were sitting in her living Kelly room died and she's
1: in the 80s, crying, I think.
0: Yeah. S- sobbing, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, sorry, yeah, so she sorry." Was,
1: she We had. She had a funeral for Kelly in her backyard. She buried <laughs> her in the backyard. Ollie Joe came and she naturally catered it. I mean, need a pastor. Yeah. She catered it with Tony Romo. I remember because I chipped the tooth. But, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, like uh, about a month later. I get a card from the uh, the holistic vet yeah. saying, you know, we're, we're condolences and stuff to me. And inside was a coupon for like 20 bucks off.
0: Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Know, a
1: holistic vet uh, thing.
0: I, I hate that we have to wrap this up because yeah. this, there's another. This studio is like jam packed, and no it's problem. my fault. That whatever, I was, it was a
1: pleasure being here and seeing you. I am you. so
0: excited. Now, when is your book coming out, or you don't? Well, it, we're you're still just working, working on it. it.
1: Yeah, because okay. I, 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 I've had some medical problems in the last few years. Right, and you're so, amazing.
0: You're gonna kick it. Well,
1: and uh, and so it, it had, had to be shelved. I mean, we're we're working towards it, and uh, so I have no idea. Right. It, it, it hasn't been sold to a publisher yet, but got it.
0: But well, we'll get it. Yeah, you got to. Some, it's too good. You have somehow. too many great stories. I hope so. And I want to have you back on with Rick here because I know he'll sure. fuck with you. With, like with As Argus and oh yeah, yeah, So yeah. great. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately, st- it rained in L.A. and everyone panics. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mike Becker, for God being here. Thank I you. greatly appreciate it. Uh, this is coming out tomorrow. Right Tomorrow's Thursday Yes Yeah. So uh, next week I'll be in Jersey At uh, Uncle Vinny's In Point Pleasant New Jersey The 12th 13th 14th 15th And then Parks Casino In Philadelphia On the 19th The Fabio's On the 20th The Fabio's Yeah (laughs) Woo It's a restaurant I actually It might be Isn't that
1: the pizza place In Laverne and Shirley Oh you
0: might be right I like that. Oh,
1: that's DeFazio.
0: DeFazio. Oh. I knew it was something like that. But DeFazio's might be sold out, but that's in media. Go to my website. They have all that information. And the Trocadero on the 27th, December 27th, Trocadero. And then Vegas with Dice, 28th, 29th, 30th. Uh, hey, thanks, Eleanor. For real, um,
1: I just got back from doing Toronto. That was awesome. And uh, so then the only cool thing I got to plug, and I only want to plug Were one thing. Were you with Rocco? R- Rocco and Rouse, yeah. It was, oh,
0: Jason Rouse,
1: one of my favorites. Oh my god, it was insane. There's a fight and all kinds of great stuff in the yuck yucks. I got a hoodie out of the deal. It was amazing. I'll talk about it on my podcast so we're not bleeding over because we got people that got to come in next. But uh, New Year's yeah. Eve, Fremont, Ohio. If you're in Northwest Ohio or Southeast Michigan, come hang this out. is where
0: you're going to drop the car or something. We're some dropping
1: the fucking car at midnight. There's a sprint car that's getting dropped at midnight. So we're doing two shows. One's at 6, one's at 9 So
0: And what's the name of your podcast again? Civilianization. That's right. All right, man. Give a listen, folks. Hell yeah. Rate us, subscribe, all that shit. You know what the fuck's up.